Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There are three con congressional uh, uh, members of Congress yes. in the suburbs. Mm -hmm. Schaumburg, Naperville, out in McHenry County. Ask them if, that, if that's the choice they want to have. All right, were you taking notes, everybody? Smart guy yeah. talking. Smart guy talking. Hey, coming up. Not so smart guys talking. <laughs> you know, there's only one smart guy. Rom. <laughs> Hour number two of your Ben Jarofsky show for Tuesday, February 25th is just moments away. But before we get into that, we got to thank the following unions for sponsoring this program. Unions like the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 9. That's correct. The International Union of Operating <laughs> Engineers, Local 150. That's correct. The International Association of Machinists and Aerospace, not Aerosmith Workers, Local 126 and District 8. That's correct. And of course, today's Ben Jarofsky show for Tuesday, February 25th is brought to you by our good friends, at the Chicago <laughs> Federation of Labor. I love it when Mark Sims is here. You're right in the camera, dude. <laughs> the Ben Jarofsky Show, hour number two. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, we're weird. It is Tuesday, February 25th, and live from the Chicago Sun-Times, Chicago Reader Studio on Racine Avenue, this is The Ben Jarofsky Show. In this hour of the program, our good friend is back, Mark Sims, and also making their return, Lori Glenn and Juanita Irizarry. Now your host, Chicago Reader columnist, Ben Jarofsky. Mark Sims, pride of joy at Finger High. Back at Finger on the southeast side. They still talk about him. What a nice young scholar he was. Do you know that? The librarians at Finger High. We really like You Martin. want me to start cursing now? <laughs> can I say the S word? Yeah. yeah. You can okay. say it's a podcast. No, man. not again. Uh, anyway, Mark Sims got so much to say. He wants to talk about Uber. He wants to talk about Rom versus Bernie. He wants to talk about tonight's debate. He's got a lot on his mind. He wants to talk about Yvette Simpson. Is she Carol Simpson's daughter? No, she's not. Mark wait, wait, is she related to Carol Simpson? I do not know. I mean, okay, all right. Okay. Simpson, ABC, yeah. you know. Could be. Uh, the only two people in the world who know Carol Simpson is Mark Sims and Ben Jarofsky. D, you got an update for us? Absolutely, I do. We got more audio to play from Sunday's Frightened Boomer Party. <laughs> That's right. Oh, we got we got to have Mark riff on Rom. Our former Chicago mayor, Rahm Emanuel, <laughs> was on ABC's This Morning with George Stephanopoulos and uh, some other people. Oh, one Bernie supporter, by the way. Yeah, they, they put her in the corner. Don't talk until the other th four of us have talked. You get to talk. So here's more of uh, how that went down. If they ever throw this mm -hmm. to Biden or someone else Ugh. on the second ballot, this will be a destroyed Democratic Party. Well, and, and the only thing better than running against a Sanders-dominated party for Republicans is to have somebody else there with a completely <laughs> divided Democratic it's Party. That's pretty fair analysis. No, here's, here's a, right now, if I was Chairman Perez, I'd get a big parliamentarian that understands all the rules for the convention because you're going to need it. That's number one. Number two, rule and politics. Pick your opponent. And Putin... And Trump are picking their opponent. This is not who we want on the ticket to lead it. And it's clear by what the congressional candidates, everybody who's low to the ground, 
that has flipped a red district to a blue district. This is a. It's more, this is a, it's more complicated than that because the first vote well, at the convention take it is a vote on the rules. <laughs> yeah. That is a Chris Christie, first of all, former governor of uh, New Jersey, a disgraced politician, basically booted out of the state of New Jersey. Mayor Rahm Emanuel, former mayor of the city of Chicago, basically booted out of the city of Chicago. George Stephanopoulos looked around the whole country and said, who are the smartest people I could bring on my show who know the most about politics? I'll take these two losers. And he put them on the show. One Bernie person. And then there's the Republican woman. So uh, they should have Mark Sims on that show, D. <laughs> Mark Sims and Maya, man, that'll liven things up a little bit. Anyway, Mark, you must feel like uh, just old Lang's Where, Where's eye. Maya? I missed her on the way in. I, she just left. I, that's not her coat? That's Dennis's that, coat. That, She's a hustler, man. She, it's her coat. No, She's, she knew I was coming. She, I, I, I can come see her, what, next week? Yes. At the promontory. That is correct. Not far from where you live. <laughs> well, it's, it's about 40 blocks or so, maybe 50. Okay. But the point is that's that it's- a lot closer than the hideout. Oh, yeah. But okay. you know, parking, that's my main thing. I may not show there up- There is a parking lot. You ever been to the promontory? Yeah, not really. I don't, you know, I, I, I'm a homebody. I don't go nowhere. <laughs> well, there is a parking lot. And I got, I may have to dress up, you know, it's like, it's different. You know, some bars I can wear jeans and t-shirts, but yeah. I'm in high Park. No, the promontory. My is people kind of... go to that kind of place, the, <laughs> the promontory. I mean, they wear my, I ain't wearing no leather shoes, Dennis, in like two freaking years, get, man. Get them I, out. I mean, I had to get them out and shine them up and put some <laughs> slacks on. I, I can't wear this, you know, this is what I was just shirt. It's working shirt. I don't know what, I got to find some clothes to wear. I like that shirt. <laughs> I need, I need something to wear. I'm, like, I'm not going. What's the matter? Wait, you got now. Pretty no, no, nice. No. Looks like, oh, Dick, uh, like a dicky shirt. Yes, so I got a dicky shirt. How did you know? That's Wait, right. by, by the way, the doctor, he just opened up that cookie and it's just chowing down. <laughs> That's correct. But they, they are good, though. I know. They, they, was, they was on sale at the big box store. I went on, on the way. I am going to resist the temptation to t- you, dive. But you always it. have lunch right after the show. Oh, though. God. Cheese and the opera. you know I, I, that sounds so nasty, but I see him eating it all the time when I come to the show. I'm tempted to like, hey man, can I have some of that sandwich? Try it. You might like it. <laughs> you don't want that. Yo, what are you talking about? My wife makes those. Sandwiches. I like cheese and bread, avocado oh. cheese and bread. That's kind of weird. is that nasty or what? It is so delicious. You know, and I just like to point this out. I told Dennis this. I was in avocado long before the hipsters were, okay? Go to California. All the hipsters are eating avocado toast. In fact, it's big now on the north side of Chicago. But it was funny last week when you had the guy from seven, I mean, heaven on seven? Yes. That's what it was. Seven on And he put out that gumbo on B and whatever it was. He put out them dishes. And B likes to talk. He cracked that food out. It got real quiet. And all you heard is... Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was some good radio back then. Oh, yeah. That was sarcasm. He's like, no, oh, now Dean. So they're trying to talk, talk to everybody while chewing food. And then I, that was good, I had man. to save some. I brought it home. We had some that night. It was really good. You, yeah, man, we, that we, stop, I see how to get you to stop talking. <laughs> Delicious food. Yeah, well, I'm looking at those cookies. I might take the deep dive. All right. Uh, Mark Sims uh, hosts his own podcast show. Uh, very entertaining show for years and years, I always point out. Uh, he had a TV show. I was his guest. Now we flipped the switch. He's my guest. And you said you wanted to talk about the gig economy. Well, yeah, I can talk about Ron, but first, your buddy. I mean, you keep playing that that film, man, that film clip, that sound bite. It's making my stomach hurt. Because uh, I'll talk about Uber in a second. Because Ron, mm, if, if most people don't listen to a show like this. They just don't. They get their news, and I got rid of cable. Mm-hmm. And so I, I saw the that clips this morning on the internet, but I was like, most people, they get their news from the Chris Christie's and the Rahm Emanuel, yeah. and it's not good. 
It's not without any like they should have a little sign. Ron and I like Rom. I voted for Rom twice. Twice. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? The but, live stream chat is reminding everyone that's of that. right. But see, and see, this, that's what we'll get to Bernie too after I get through an Uber, right? Okay. The point is that they should have a little sign under Rom got kicked out of Chicago. <laughs> Chris Christie kicked out of Jersey. Yes. They have people have to be prepped because they just see and they like, they must be smart. Yeah. They on television. Yeah. They must be brilliant. They on television. Okay. I agree. I totally agree. And they should also have signed right wing Republican and only Democrat, only real Democrat in the studio. How about that for a side for a vet? Simpson? See, this guy is a union dude. So when I tell folks, tell this man right over here, Benny J, Dennis, that I you know, drive for Uber, he rolls his eyes. <laughs> he gets on his knees and starts to pray for me. <laughs> This boy needs, you know, he needs something because he's crazy. Yeah. But I said, no, this, I'm going to go from Uber to Bernie. Okay, do it. Because I, I, I voted for Bernie last time. You know that. 2016? Whatever the primary was. I, I must have known it and forgot it. Yeah, who knows? Who cares? But it was a long time ago. You did not vote for Hillary Clinton? Yeah, I mean, no. Not for Hillary Rodham Clinton? No, I would have voted, I voted for her in general, of course. Yes. But see, this is so policy. People understand this is policy. Yeah. You can't get emotional. Well, you're trying not to get emotional with it. You're trying not to. I'm making $400 per month less this year than last year. I'm, gonna, I'm here to beg for a freaking job. You got a job for me, Dennis? <laughs> Mr. Zorowski, you got a job. I speak the flows for you. I shine your shoes, boss. I mean, bring them on, boss. Them some good shoes, man. What I'm saying, I'm going to yeah. have to kiss. I mean, I'm too old to turn tricks, Ben. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Dennis, if I went to the health club every week or something, I, you know, somebody <laughs> like, yeah, I get your old ass can tell. I'm sorry, curse. I'm doing nightclub. Right now. I mean, okay, I, may be, no, I forgot where I'm so comfortable. $400. <laughs> I'm making $400 yeah. per month less. Mm -hmm. Now, I, this is my fault. I had a nice career. I quit. I did a lot of things. I, I dropped out of high school. I didn't do any post-secondary education. I didn't choose a good job that gave me like a, a I want them jobs like, a, what's the boss used to want the, uh, the, uh, the uh, police? Chief of police? Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait, come on. Chief of police. He was having dinner with that young lady. He's having a oh, trouble marriage. Eddie Johnson. Eddie Johnson. Ding, 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 Eddie Johnson. Oh, no. Eddie, the only person to Chicago. No, anybody who's been Eddie married Johnson. any length of time understands what he's going through. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Trust me. Okay. <laughs> the views and opinions of Mark Sims are strictly those of Mark Sims. Do not reflect those of anyone all else good. in this studio. But see, Correct. Eddie's getting what? He's getting, getting what? 16 grand a month? Uh, yeah, I saw That's that. what I'm talking about. He was making about two grand, 200 grand a year. Yeah. See, I, if I was a police officer, whether I should have been, but I was a wuss, I would have been uh, right now retired uh -huh. with a big fat pension, probably doing some consulting. Yeah. I, but I didn't do it. I'm a recalcitrant. I'm a problem person. I made a lot of big mistakes in my career and I take full responsibility. But now I feel the burn. <laughs> I'm voting for Bernie. All right. Wait, let's go. As of right now. Let's connect the dots between uh, voting for Bernie. And he ain't making no money at and, Uber. And, right. Connect those dots. Well, First no, of all, what happened at Uber? No, no, changed. Uber Uber's projected to, uh, seriously, all jokes aside, Uber's projected to be profitable uh, later this year, next year. They've taken, a, they've, taken a, they've always taken a, a bigger cut from the drivers. This is what I understand. They're going to raise rates. They're going to cut some of the deadweight operations of Uber because they're serious about going profit. Their job is to maximize profits. Their job is to the shareholders. Their fiduciary for profitability is for the shareholders, mm -hmm. not the workers. That's most places. What do, what do we have here? About 16%, maybe 12. Workers in the, in the United States are unionized. Unionized. About 12%. 12, 15, something like that. Yeah, yeah. and it mm -hmm. ain't going to go up. You know what I'm saying? No, I think it will go up. In fact, 
there's a movement in California to unionize uh, Uber and Lyft drivers. You it's know, not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Uh, yeah. They'll go, they'll 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 shut the business down, go back to cabs, or they will, it's like Walmart. Remember Walmart? They said we're gonna unionize Walmart, and what did Walmart do? Close the damn store. They've done it a few. If, I will look it up. Few places. They say oh, we're gonna we're gonna unionize. Close it up. Uh, Jeff Bezos, you try to uh, try to unionize oh, my, him. Amazon. Try to, they, they they will close the damn plant down before and, the unionize. On the other hand, uh, he I could rec- be wrong. He recognizes a union at the Washington Post, a newspaper he owns. So he picks and chooses uh, when he recognizes the union. All right, go back to what changed with Uber that you're making four hundred dollars. No, they're taking less from drivers. They're taking more of the cut. They're taking more from drivers. Yeah, taking. They, but they, I've understand. My understand they always have. I today I dropped off a letter to the CEO. I can't say his name. He's got an Iranian name. To the CEO, I've done it before. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, I ain't making enough money. This is thing. This is, I know. I take personal responsibility. I didn't go to college. I knew. I, I know this, but I ain't making no money, player. Okay. And so, <laughs> but I understand that. And I'm tr- see. I'm at an age where I'm just trying to just slide onto retirement. I may have to take an re- early retirement at sixty two. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, see, I'm at the age of who wants me because I'm stuck in my ways. I ain't got no uh, no skills, no education. I'm, I I like doing what I want to do. I don't know nobody tell me what to do. I don't want no 20 year olds bossing me around. So I'm not. I'm very almost unemployable. Yeah. There's a lot of see. That's I was voting for Yang. Remember that one last time I was here? Yes. Andrew Yang. Yes. Because I want my thousand dollar. See, with Uber, even they cut my pay with that extra thousand dollars from Andrew Yang, I can yeah. make it and slide on into retirement. And see, and people yeah. are like, well, that's your problem. But see. I hope if I'm fortunate, if I'll be around another 40 years, 90 something years old. Wow. But let's face it, mm. over the next 90, 90, 40 years in my 90s, there's some kid, some young Republican that's 10 years old yeah. who has a mission to get take my Social Security as I get older. Yeah. As I, so people understand, forget about Mark Sims. They're coming for your Social Security and your children have to take care of your old behind. That's why Bernie's winning. People don't understand why Bernie's winning. Mark, you sound like me. It's yeah. I'm listening to you, and you sound like me. And we used to have these arguments where you were more. Uh, yeah, but they would take a four hundred dollars out of my pocket. Now yeah. I'm pissed. <laughs> See, and I say that because yeah. most Americans are kind of doing okay. Yeah. Uh, only thing, only thing that's going to hurt most Americans is a major medical bill. Seriously. Yes. And until they get a major medical bill, they like I'm doing okay. Yeah. Then, then the doctors would bet hundred grand on you, and they say you got to pay. So no, I'm not. I'm going. You know ba- what? It's I'm funny going you this. At the bowling alley last night, a gentleman came up to me named Pat. That'll be all. Uh-huh. And he is Democrat. Uh, he says he's going to vote, but he came up to me and stocks had fallen. All right. And he, he came up to me and he was like mad at me. Like it was my fault. The stocks had fallen and stocks had fallen uh, because of the coronavirus. Yes. And uh, there's a panic going on yes. right now in the markets and that markets are volatile. It's the history of them. Anybody plays them knows this is a volatile uh, markets are by definition volatile it blips ups and downs and the news affects them. There's people are wheeling and dealing and selling. And so Pat's like already Mark, this dude is like, uh, ready to vote Trump. I'm like, I, I really don't like to have conversations. Wait, wait, wait. About- I thought he's going to ready to vote Bernie. Why is he voting for Trump? Because he's viewing it in terms of his uh, his investments. For but his, his investment is going to go down. The recession is going to happen. It's going to be a 30 percent correction. It's, 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 I'm just guessing at some point. Mark, you're speaking with logic, okay? This man is panicking. And in his panic, instead of going to Bernie, he's going to Trump. And I'm like, you realize, of course, that Donald Trump has no clue as to what to do to keep this market at this no, no, he's been keeping up, but he has no more bullets. They, they can't, they can't lower the damn Fed rate, 
and he's not going to do another stimulus. It's not. It's, it's you're going to right. have to go through this recession. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not bad, but we don't know. We don't know. And and this country reelects a Republican on the eve of a recession. How dumb can they freaking be, Mark Sims? Because Republicans don't do recessions well. Never has. They don't care about people. People are out on the street, don't have jobs. They're cutting food stamps and cutting unemployment, making that much harder, right? You know the game. So uh, we've lived through it. All right. But you, unlike my friend at the bowling alley, he's worried about his stock market, uh, his investment. So he's immediately throwing Democrats. I know. So what makes you move from... Uh, to the Bernie side of the equation based on that $400 Oh, one, no, Andrew Yang is gone. (laughs) Okay, well, there you go. Principal, and then my second choice was Elizabeth Warren, but according to this, I'm reading this now, (laughs) according to this Paul Simon Policy Institute Mm. poll, that that Elizabeth Warren is only getting about 6% of the vote. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a poll, 6% in Illinois. Illinois, yeah. Illinois. And so I'm like, man, Warren is almost done in this day. And Bernie's 22, and uh, the real deal is uh, Mayor Bloomberg is 17%. 17%. And see, since I'm doing so bad with the Uber, guess what I may have to do? Well, Call Mike Bloomberg. <laughs> By the way, we had uh, uh, Heidi Henry was in the studio on Friday, mm-hmm. uh, one of the Heartland Mamas, and uh, Bloomberg's people, had. she told the stories. So I'm not giving anything away. Bloomberg's people, uh, you can listen to her tell the stories a lot better than I did, but she got uh, the Bloomberg campaign reached out to her to see if she wanted to be a uh, a strategist for them or or an aide or whatever they call them, an operative. Uh, And they were paying, I think it was six grand a month. Oh yeah, she was going to get seventy grand. Seventy grand. You know, I'm working with the Heartland Mamas right now to get them on my show. Just a few questions. Just a few questions on YouTube right now. I'm working on it. I had Matt Martin on. It took me like months to get Matt Martin on. Matt's cool. But the point is that it's like getting. Let me just jump up here. Six grand. You should go call. Hell yeah! I think next next time be like F Birdie man, Bloomberg (laughs) man. I'm making seventy thousand dollars, man. I'm gonna make some money. I'm on the phone. Hell yeah! In the car. I mean, I never want to sell out i think i'm ready to sell out hey, by the way let me ask a question and i don't know the answer to this question maybe illegal but could you if you bloomberg people are going to give you As a Ron car, pointed out. if bloomberg people give you a car like because they they told the heartland mamas heidi that you get a car yeah. could you use that car to do uber business no, it's up to the people because I was doing my taxes and they were giving some questions on my tax form with saying that kind of stuff. Because, you know, with Uber, like a lot of com- a lot of jobs that get to 1099, you beat it. Like this, you had this guy on the show. He said, what, one third of the Illinois workforce is about gig or contract yes. or temp, yeah. like one third, uh-huh. which is just going to grow. Yeah. And so the point is that, yeah, it all depends on the job. So Bloomberg, let me do Uber and Bloomberg. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm then I'm rolling. Then I don't care about no damn Bernie, man. I'm going to be a centrist. I didn't Sold out to Bloomberg. Uh, all right. So uh, <laughs> tonight is uh, <laughs> uh, next time Mark comes in here with a big Bloomberg. Damn Skippy, <laughs> man. I, I will not be feeling the burn. See, what's Bloomberg? He got $60 billion, man. He's got 60000000000 You see all them black folks? Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't that sound good? Yeah. You see all them black folks getting on that a Bloomberg train? Well, that's the thing. Come on. I had fun with this. That we did a bit on this because the poll came out Friday, I think it was, and there was a uh, it was listed in the Sun Times. So I'm looking at this poll, uh, and Pat Whalen f- started filming me, put it on Facebook. Going, people in Illinois, 17 percent of the voters in this poll say they support Mike Bloomberg. Mark Sims, I know 
Illinois voters. I know Chicago voters. They don't know a damn thing about Michael Bloomberg except they've seen his commercial. That's good enough for them. Oh, they the commercial. See the commercial good. on TV. Wait, 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 wait. You see the commercial with Barack Obama? Yeah. Yeah, that's all you need to know. <laughs> that's all you need but to see, know. also, the, the, all jokes aside, the Paul Simon Policy Institute poll okay. said that 17% of the Democrats are undecided. Uh, Ooh. Right? <laughs> undecided. So He's always going. popular in uh, an, any election in Illinois. How can you be undecided with two weeks away, whatever it is? <sighs> You know. I, I mean, if you can't, it's it's not that hard. It's yeah. just like me. I may vote for Bernie because Andrew Yang is gone. Warren Wait, you is, went from voting for Bernie to may vote for no, Bernie. No, no, I'm not voting for Bernie last time. I'm saying I was doing Andrew Yang. Okay. Now, but Warren's doing so uh, badly in this poor poll. And of course, the F- Bernie freight train is running. And what sort of, I mean, I could change my mind. It's my one little vote doesn't matter. Uh, but when I, but yes, know, it does. No, wait, it's wait, your no, one. Ask a dead male. It made it, made it, made it, made it better for dead <laughs> yeah, male. People she lost like, by uh, what, 10, what, 10 or something. votes or yeah, something. Like, but in the, fact, uh, Bernie Sanders won his first election as mayor of Burlington, Vermont by 10 votes. How about that? All right. But we do need some socialism in this country. People like me, I'm, I, I need Uncle Sam to take care of my ass. It's like, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> take care of Mark Sims as you get older. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to, I'm begging Uncle Sam, please, Uncle Sam, take care of me. All right, Mark, me. let me, uh, so many guests duck and dodge when I ask them to do this, but I know you won't do it. All right. I know you won't duck and dodge. I know you're going to uh, answer this one without uh, evading. All right. So my next guests are listening. I'm going to ask them the same question. You're going to watch them duck and dodge this one. I want you to name, you know how in uh, football they have polls every week, the number one, two, three team, and it changes from week to week, you know, based on who won, how well, who are your top three right now in the Democratic primary? Number one, number two, and number three. Man, Come on. It's hard, man. This Come is hard. Uh, I don't have a three right now. Probably uh Sanders Warren, since uh, my boy Andrew gone, yeah. I have to put Bloomberg as three only because he got $63 billion and he, $60 billion and he can beat Trump. Uh, $60 billion is a lot of money. No, $60 billion. No, well, yeah, he's not going to spend all $60 billion he's gonna on this spend, He's going to spend at least two. He's gonna exp- he, he may spend two billion. He's going to spend two five. Billion. Five, five billion? he says. Five. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot you of- can buy the presidency. You know what I'm saying? I almost want to vote for him just to see if he can pull it off. No, he's having a tough time because the Bernie freight train is so... I mean, you know why he's having a tough time? His entire past is catching up to him. He's not running yeah, but he in the Republican primary. Yeah, but $60 billion, man. That, that just changes everything. Mark Sims, just think about how much the world has changed. Mark Bloom... Uh, Mark Bloom I'm looking at you and I go, Mark Bloomberg. Yeah, Mike Bloomberg felt totally confident justifying a stop and frisk... And just in the most blatant terms, you just got to throw them up against the wall and haul them off to jail because 95% of the crimes are committed by minorities. As he said it, okay, things have changed. Now he has to run from it or figure out a way to say, I don't mean it anyway. The only people that really care about that are the black, the activists and the black folks and the and poor people who've been had experience stop and frisk. Guess what? Ask the merchants on on North Michigan Avenue, do they believe in stop and, fr- stop and frisk? Hell yeah, they want some stop and frisk. They, they knocking down when they're stealing stuff from Gucci and all these stores on Michigan Avenue, they want some stop and frisk, right? What about you? Do you uh, support stop and you frisk? You know, I don't support stop and frisk, but I live in a hood. See, there's a lot of people don't live in a tough neighborhood. They really don't. <laughs> See, true. it's just like when I hear about the robbery on the north side because yeah. people walking around with their cell phone nothing's going to happen to me I'm from Iowa I'm from Wisconsin and they get robbed it happens anywhere wait is that your Iowa imitation I don't know <laughs> but you know what I'm saying they, you know, you know, they don't know this. you're in a city Yeah, this is serious I mean so like I was, I was talking okay just do Uber story I was driving somebody on uh, sort of your neighborhood not let's say Roscoe and Damon or something or uh, Lincoln 
Irving Park, whatever. Yeah. She was all the people walking around and they got baby strollers, everybody jogging. Yeah. But not my neighborhood out there way on south on Halston. They you don't see people walking around. The people that are walking around, the people that have to walk around. Everybody else is in a car that you're scared. Is something going to happen to you? Hell, probably not, statistically, but you don't take a chance. So we live in these neighborhoods, and we're used to the crime. We're used to the craziness. So I'm not saying we're for stopping frisk, but a lot of people be like, lock them up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 19 remember, hey, the crime be a lot of black well, folks are for Yes, for the they were, crime but I, don't, I do not see Michael Bloomberg. If what you're saying is true, my, Michael Bloomberg might have been better off had he just said, you know what, I support it, I still support it. No, 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 you're supposed to say, hey, I... I I was wrong. I'm for I'm for criminal justice reform. I had a young lady. I mean, a young lady about let's say 30 years old talking about Kim Fox and whatnot. Mm. And uh, she and I, she don't she she likes she don't like Kim Fox because she let Jesse small it out. Okay, fine. I said, well, she's for criminal justice reform. Yeah. And she said, what is criminal justice reform? She asked me what it is. A lot of people don't know what criminal justice reform is. Mm -hmm. They don't. Yeah. Why do Why should they know? So it's not their concern. What it is. I don't know what it is. I'm not a professor. <laughs> Well, you were the one who raised the subject. No, you know, I, the point about it, and that, that's not what I do. That's what I dropped out of high school. The point I told, I said, you know, it's too many people in jail. It's mass yeah. incarceration. Yeah, there you go. And I did not start talking about, what's your boy, Blago? Michelle Alexander, the new Jim oh Crow. Oh, my God. Listen, <laughs> she I said, just, you got that from Blago. Yeah, uh, I got it from Blago. That is so funny. That's, you know what? Blago did a service. Blago's good. Okay, he did a service when he comes out of uh, federal prison, when he talks about Michelle Alexander, when he talks when he talks about people just being routinely swept off the street, thrown into into jail, right. destroying lives. Right. He did a service. Where he did a disservice is when he somehow or other credited Trump for being the chief advocate for criminal justice reform, even though Donald John Trump, as we speak right now, is a huge proponent of stop and frisk and will be belittling Kim Fox for Justice Smollett for as long as that case is before us. So you can't have it both ways. You can't say, I believe in criminal justice reform and then support Donald Trump. Well, all people need to know about, and I, I can't do the 13th Amendment, never read the damn Constitution, real. But you read the 13th Amendment. You know, you, the slaves are free, yeah. except for going to jail, imprisonment. That's in the Constitution. I mean, they have movies and documentaries about this. So a lot of for the stuff you talk about on this show here, a lot of folks don't know what the hell you're talking about, even in the city of Chicago. They really don't know. So this is what we are up against. But I'm very upset. Um, I think about I'm, about I'm about to write a bunch of letters about about Uber. I'm not really it's not mad at Uber. It's just that people need to know that this income inequality is serious. A lot of people don't know this. They I, I live far south side, you know, somewhere near Halston. A lot of folks ain't been in that side of town. I was over on Terratown, what they used to call Terratown, on uh, South South Shore, and whatnot, mm -hmm. on Exchange and Seventy Fifth Street. I ain't Seventy First. I've been over there, but not really over there. Damn, it's it is emptied out. It is messed up. Mm -hmm. But it's income inequality. It's deindustrialization. It is capitalism. Mm -hmm. uh, what's, your, what's your boy from the Chicago school? Uh, Chicago school. PC? No, no, no. Way back in the day. Oh, Milton Friedman. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I know you would know. Mil I was watching some Milton Friedman on, on, on uh, yeah, YouTube. Yeah. Don't ask me why. I but the guy, ask. But the guy is really smart and he's like a lot of, he's, half the things he says, it's okay. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't talk about the other cat half. That's why I say, I chose this career. I'm poor, if you will, because I chose not to do, I did not to choose to get an education and do what's right. I didn't. I take personal responsibility, but also the structures of this country, the deindustrialization and I, and this, you know, all this uh, Listen, man, I have a hard time with Milton Friedman. You do? <laughs> yes, I'll tell you why I have a hard time with Milton Friedman. Because all the advocates of open markets and free capitalism 
are the first one to put their big paws out to get a handout from the government. And look, they're the first ones. They want to be subsidized. They want to be protected. They want their socialism when they need it. When they won't make a venture. Why is it that all these neighborhoods don't have investment? Because investors think it's too risky. So if they're going to invest the number there, one they, thing they, is they, all... need, they want to be protected. They, no. So it's always socialism. So the Milton Freemans of the world pretend as though rich people aren't being... Uh, the beneficiaries of socialistic programs. And that's my problem with the Milt Freemans of the world. Bernie addressed that a little bit on 60 yes, Minutes. Yes, he did. Uh, 60 Minutes. On the debate last week, too. But, but his followers, which irk me, a lot of them, because they'll say, if Bloomberg steals this election, I'm not going to vote for Bloomberg in the fall. See, that's the problem. Say it. Go ahead. I mean, you, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't. Many I don't, of them are listening right now. I mean, say I'm not it. a big fan. And this, and this, and this, some, uh, the women should be. Klobuchar, and I think much of Klobuchar. We did a video, I mean, a podcast on this, and uh, Warren. But we should have a female mayor. They're capable. They can be president, Klobuchar and Warren. But they're way down in the, po- in the polls. Why? Mainly because they are women, period, in the story. Hillary had trouble because she's a woman, period, in the story. People don't want to go there, but eventually we'll, ha- we'll have a female mayor at some point. You mean a female president. President, I mean, well, I'm pretty and slip. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, but I'm saying, though, is that. It's, it's the, the dirt of the city, we, race and class. That's what we don't like to talk about. We talk race sometimes, but we don't like to talk about class. And that's what we need to talk about. And the Bernie followers have to start talking about socialism. What is real? So who gets socialism? A lot of folks get socialism. And guess what? When they take away your Medicare, Medicaid, you take, they take away your socialism. You get, I mean, uh, I know people have great careers because they got a Pell Grant. There was some congressman named, what's his name? Pell? William Pell? Claiborne Pell. Pell. It was a dude named Pell. Claiborne, you good, man. I know. Damn, you good. How do I know you good. Claiborne Pell? But see, so people got Pell Grants, <laughs> and they got good jobs, and they contributed. To, so socialism is good. Some people got their house because it was backed by the government. Come on. I mean, they're, they're alone, if you will. Come Bert, on, people. Bernie Sanders supporters, that is Mark Sims. Feeling the burn. I'm sorry, y'all. He's I didn't feel the burn. it. No, I'm cool. Bernie, Bernie's cool, but it's not He'll about take Bernie. Your job it's too. not about Bernie. It's I mean, I'm, I'm, I do need a new job. I'm, you know, I'll start. But the point is that we. It's not about Bernie. Bernie only be president maybe four years if he wins. It's about getting more people to think like. Hey, Bernie. man, one step at a time. Mark Simpson is my guest. Uh, we have uh, Lori Glenn and Juanita Irizarry coming on. Maybe see what they. They've been listening to Mark Sims. Wonder what they have to say about what Mark has to say. Uh, Mark's, and by the way, they're going to enjoy uh, the fruits of Mark's labor. Mark brought some delicious cookies. And yeah, I may and, take a few for myself. Uh, and maybe we will encourage Mark to stick around a little bit. We'll be right back with Lori Glenn and Juanita Irizarry. Read the Chicago Reader to get up to speed on what's what in Chicago. Culture, food, arts and entertainment, weekly concert listings, weekly event listings, the environment, travel. I can continue, but you get the point. And for all of you Chicago political junkies, raw weekly columns on real city politics from Maya Dukmasova and our very own Ben Jarofsky. The Chicago Reader, free to the public in newsstands throughout the city and online at chicagoreader.com. Read it now and be a more informed Chicagoan. It's Chicagoland's adult entertainment playground. It's the world-famous Admiral Theater, 3940 West Lawrence Avenue. The Admiral is homegrown from Chicago, and it's the most conveniently located club in all of the city. 15 minutes from the O'Hare Airport in downtown Chicago Loop. Voted Chicago's best strip club, the Admiral has showgirls galore and a variety of adult entertainment shows. The world-famous Admiral Theater, open every day from 7 p.m. to 6 a.m., 3940 West Lawrence Avenue. For events, showtime, and other information, visit AdmiralX.com. Must be 18 years of age or older to enter. Take a chill pill, man. 
eroding beaches on Chicago's lakefront, warmer winters in the upper Midwest, microplastics in our water. What can any one person do? Our best hope for saving the planet and ourselves is through the power of we. Get to the ninth annual One Earth Film Festival, the Midwest's premier environmental film festival. It's March 6th through the 15th. March 6th through the 15th. When? March 6th through the 15th. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say the that. The 14th? No. Uh-uh. Pay attention. Take a piece of paper out and a pencil okay. and write it down. March 6th through the 15th. Okay? 15th. And there's 26 films, 48 events, and four counties. What is that again, D? 26. Films. 48. Events. Four. Counties. You can engage with filmmakers and experts. Venues include Tesla Gold Coast, Loyola University, Plant Chicago, Old St. Patrick's Church, Chicago Cultural Center, Lake Theater and Oak Park, and much more. Go to OneEarthFilmFest.org. What is that, D? OneEarthFilmFest.org. One more time. OneEarthFilmFest.org. <laughs> God, are you good. That's correct. Welcome back to the Ben Jarofsky Show, live from the Chicago Sun-Times. Lori Glenn, Juanita Irizarry are in the studio. Uh, every month they come on uh, to talk politics, local, national. Uh, welcome back. Thank, Thank you. you. That's a, quite Man. a thing we got to follow. Uh, Mark yeah, I'm not so sure. <laughs> it's like, seriously? <laughs> oh, my God. Although he did take up some of our time, which actually means we probably won't have to say as many things that will get us in trouble. No, we just go late. That's what we do in the Ben Jarofsky show. We go late, okay? Guests come late, we go late. That's just how we roll. It's not really like a, you know, like a railroad, a train is on a real schedule, you know? Kind of do it differently on a podcast. Because most people listen by, as a download, so you know yep, they, they right. don't know. They don't know. They don't know. Uh, all right. Uh, so before we take the deep dive in all the issues of the day, what do you want people to know about Lori Glenn or the one? I want to go first, just because okay. I want to follow up on that One Earth Film Festival okay. conversation, where Lakefront Erosion was kind of the top of yes, it was of Absolutely. that piece, and and that's a big thing that we're thinking about in, the, in the work that I do at mm -hmm. Friends of the Park. So I'm going to talk about for a second, and then I'm going to say that. Everything else I say is me speaking for me and not for the organization. Um, but you know, today in Cranes, there's a piece about lakefront homeowners who are freaking out because they've got all this trouble with water in their basements along Rogers Park and down in South Shore. Um, so this continues to be a really big issue. So yes, go to that One Earth um, Film Festival and think about what does it mean for Chicago to think about a resilient lakefront in the long term. There's definitely the emergency needs that people need help with, but this is going to be a long-term conversation for Chicago. But urgently, we're also really screaming as loud as we can to ask elected officials at various levels to be worried about a pollution dump that is on the Calumet River and the lakefront down on the east side. Mm -hmm. And it's already leaching toxic, um, various different toxic elements into the water. They've been dredged out of the bottom of the river, dumped into this toxic dump, and it's leaching back into the water. And now the Army Corps of Engineers wants to build a 25-foot-high expansion of that for another 20 years, right in the face of all this lakeshore erosion. So, you know, we're just saying to people, let's, let's be smart. You know, we can't be worried about what's going on in other parts of our lakefront and then build a pollution dump right on the edge of the lakefront. So anybody wants to know about that, give us a call at Friends of the Parks. And what's your uh, email? What's well, the just send us a note at info at FOTP.org and we will get back to you. Great. All right. Yep. 
Lori, what do you got to talk about? Uh, well, I just want to start with one of my favorite clients, uh, Angelique Power, who is the president of the Field Foundation. And the Field Foundation, in conjunction with the MacArthur Foundation, have for the second year in a row announced their Leaders for a New Chicago Award. Yes, I am reading my own press release. <laughs> <laughs> and each uh, leader will receive a no-strings-attached award for $25,000 in recognition of past accomplishments and their affiliated organizations each will receive an additional $25,000 for oper general operating grant money. And the nominations are only open until March 2nd. And so who should apply for this? People who are rising leaders or people who are established leaders who want to grow their influence and power, people who are of color, women, uh, transgender people, um, men of color, um, and people who are on the fringe of power or want to amp up their power and influence, really, on uh, in a variety of sectors. And um, last year, really, they gave awards to extraordinary human beings who really, really did important work. And many of those people are actually choosing this next group of people. And so I really, 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 really uh, think that the people who listen to this podcast or people who should be applying for this. So go to fieldfoundation.org leaders, new Chicago, there's lots of dashes and stuff, but just go to the field foundation website and go apply. And, uh, if you must, you can email me at lrglenn at thinkinkstrategy.com and I will uh, send your information. I will send you to them. A lot of people go to me. I am not the foundation, but I encourage all of you. All right. And I uh, just want to point out one more time uh, that Lori and Juanita are very gracious to come on the show. And I just want to say the new the views and opinions they express do not represent in the case of Lori or her clients and in the case of Juanita, friends of the park. That's right. They're going to speak for Lori and Juanita. All right? right. So don't give them a hard time, From people. Our if, heart. If, Thank if, you. If, you, if you hear something you disagree with. Mark Sims, my previous guest, doesn't have to worry about that so much. Uh, he's got his own podcast, so he, everybody knows it's Mark Sims. But people get mad at Juanita or Lori. Give him a break, all right? Thank you. All right, there we go. That's all right. We can take it. All right, you can That's take right. it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, when you were talking about um, the lakefront erosion, uh, Juanita, yeah. I'm thinking in terms of the debate that's going on right now in our country. And Lori's good friend, Rahm Emanuel, was on the George Stephanopoulos <laughs> show on, sat on Sunday predicting gloom and doom for the Democrats if uh, they uh, nominate Bernie, uh, predicting that... Uh, all the swing voters in all the suburban districts will immediately vote for Donald John Trump uh, if Bernie is the nominee and the congressman that or the congresswoman that won in the last election will be defeated. The House will go back to the Republicans. The Republicans will hold on to the Senate. It will be Republican domination because Bernie is just too uh, out of the mainstream. And then I'm listening to you talk about people having water. Mm -hmm. coming into their real living life rooms, right real life today. problems, mm -hmm. climate change. Mm -hmm. I'm like, do you buy Rom's worldview? Well, not at all. I, I just, again, the category that I always say is they're just scared. It's just the moderates, corporatists, centrists, whatever you want to call them, are really scared. Neoliberals are super scared and they've got to, you know, push out there this fear mongering thing. Um, so that people will think they have to vote for Bloomberg if, you know, because otherwise Trump is going to win. 
and I see it all, you know, everywhere on my Facebook page and people that I'm talking to, people are, are scared who tend more towards the center. Well, here's the question is, and I grapple with this all the time, because I say this, I may have said this the last time on your show, as a lefty, I'm always being told to hold my nose and support the party. And you know what? I've supported the party right. every single time. So now the shoe looks like it's going to be on the other foot. Right. And the ROMs of the world are going to have to hold their nose right. and support the lefty candidate. I say it's their turn to it, hold their, their nose. It's their turn. Mm-hmm. They're crying like little babies. <laughs> and so, but this is what I don't know. I do not know the answer. This ROM doesn't know the answer either. Okay. At least I admit it. I don't know the answer. But people who voted for Lauren Underwood, let's say, just throw her uh, name out there. She's on my mind. I saw a speech she gave the other day. Uh, what is in the um, 14th Congressional District in suburban uh, Chicago area. Will people who voted for her automatically vote for Donald John Trump or her, whoever the Republican is running against her, Bernie's at the ticket? Will they just take their attitudes about global uh, climate change and just throw it out the window because they're afraid of Bernie? What's your thoughts? Well, I choose to believe not, you know, but certainly those are the scare tactics that folks are throwing out there. And, and I think if we live in a world where those people are going to vote for Donald Trump rather than Bernie Sanders, then we all deserve what we get out of that. And, and then maybe we're going to have to eventually figure out how to find a workable restructuring of our society. Mm-hmm. Um, so I believe in community organizing and I believe in the ground game. Um, so right. um, I think that we have to differentiate a bunch of sort of threads here. Um, one, I think that what I, I find interesting is that the people are voting for Bernie Sanders. So I'm just watching. So people in multiple states now from the east to the west, and we'll see what happens in South Carolina and then Super Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, that they are the radicals. I'm just trying to like sort of figure this out. Like, no, they're just people who are trying to figure out who they think is going to best represent this country. So I think it's really a good idea not to differentiate and say all these people are radicals. Secondly, I think, you know, Bernie Sanders has done a great job of building a very powerful ground game. And the Democratic Party, shame on them, you know, has not done that over the years. They pour their money into electronic media. They don't do grassroots organizing. After Barack was elected, yes, I did know him. I'll call him Barack. He actually, (laughs) they fired all of the community organizers and said, ciao, ciao, Mm bye-bye, versus what I would have recommended, which is, keep them, empower them, and build a base of support across the country. But no one was asking my advice, thank you. Well, (laughs) But my point is is that you've got to organize. And so, uh, Lauren Underwood and other people like her, they've built a base. They speak to the people in their community. So my advice, if I were an advisor, regardless of who is going to be the Democratic candidate is, Go build your base, go walk door to door every single day, multiple times a day uh, while you're not dialing for dollars and go out there and um, talk the talk and the issues that people care about in their communities. And that's what they need to do. Yeah, I think 
Bernie's been doing the ground game. That's, and he's been doing the work. And I think that's where we are going to see the difference. I've been having dialogues or fights, you might call them, on Facebook with a friend of mine who lives in Miami. He's uh, half Cuban, half Puerto Rican. So the, mm. the more conservative side of him is extremely scared of Bernie Sanders because he's afraid of all his Cuban friends mm-hmm. um, who are freaking out. Um, and he keeps saying there's no path to victory for Bernie Sanders. And I keep saying, well, first of all, you live in Miami and that's all you can see. You know, Florida is still a really tight. It, you know, it's, it's looking really tight right now. But places like Michigan and Pennsylvania actually look like right now Bernie's got a chance to beat Trump there. Mm-hmm. And so Bernie's people need to keep doing the ground game work in those places. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're going to get there, as it, Lori has suggested. It, it, and, you know, I just uh, listen to you guys talk. I'm thinking, again, going back to Lauren Underwood's district. Donald Trump won that district over Hillary Clinton in uh, the yes. last election. So if a moderate like Hillary Clinton were on the ticket, chances are Donald Trump would win that district as well. Lauren Underwood would be running away from the top of the ticket anyway. That's, right. That's the well, nature of a swing. She's, yeah. She said she was. Yeah. I mean, she's already said she's afraid of Bernie. That's understandable. No, she said she's going to be neutral. Right, as well as she should, as I would I, I don't believe the words them. afraid of Bernie came out. In other words, she said she was going to be neutral from the same right. point. I was, whenever, like I said this already today, but whenever I have a guest running for office in this studio and I ask them who they're supporting for president they always tell me i'm neutral because i want bernie sanders voters to vote for me i want bloomberg voters to vote for me i want biden voters to vote. in other words they're neutral they're just they're not going to be paired so i would would the, the distinction lauren underwood made she didn't say i'm afraid of bernie because she wants bernie people to vote for her of course she does right. but what i'm just saying but I don't want to really, I want to talk about something else, which is Go ahead. actually about. She's taking over. She's just taking I over. I, I don't it's the Lori Glenn I, show, I, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I've been Story worried. of my life with Lori right. Glenn. <laughs> I want to talk about this. Go ahead. Well, I, t- I told you earlier, it's that I believe that what's hilarious is that this, I'm Jewish, so I'm old and Jewish. <laughs> and so this old Jewish altacocker is what we would call a 78-year-old Jewish guy, is leading the generational shift of the Democratic Convention. I mean, Democratic Party. And so for me, it's really powerful to say, why are all these young people, including AOC and all these other young leaders who could be you know, supporting Elizabeth Warren or or other people, or Klobuchar, or many other people, but they went with the old white Jewish guy. Like, that's kind of hilarious to me. But when I have seen him, I only saw him once, and I do have my cherished email exchange from the Garcia campaign. Um, But uh, there are a couple things about him that I think are interesting. One is Bernie actually is charismatic. He is, of all the people on that stage, clearly the most charismatic when he is in a room with you. That might be an issue, that may not, but I think that that does count. And he has inspired people, which is extraordinary. He has inspired a whole new generation of people to become engaged. And aldermen that have run here in Chicago. And aldermen, a whole new generation of people. Third, uh, my boyfriend, shout out to David Marienthal, who lives with me. (laughs) What's up with all my work and hey, stuff? Honey. Hi, honey. Love you. 
anyway, is he listened uh, to 60 Minutes the other night and to Bernie Sanders talk, and he goes, oh, I'm not quite as afraid of him. He's not yelling so much. I'm like, yeah, that's because he's not in a crowd. He's <laughs> being interviewed one-on-one. -on -one. So this is a congressman who, he's been in Congress for 30 years. Mm -hmm. He actually is not a wild-eyed radical. And I, I want to say he, he is, he's a policymaker. And he is espousing big ideas because he knows that the only way to get something done in many ways, not all the time, but many ways, is to go and get a big idea. So you ask for the sun and you get the moon. So Bernie is saying healthcare, well, that's a really key issue. And as somebody who's, you know, had breast cancer a couple of times, I think that, and have lost my insurance almost a couple of different times, I can't think of anything more important for a family, all right? And it's like wild for him to say, let's expand Medicare. He's not saying let's uh, take apart our healthcare system. That's not true. He says, let's ensure that everybody gets coverage. And actually the Medicare system in the United States works very well, whether it's expensive or not. Because I know that bombers are really expensive too, all right? So if our budget is a, a moral document, it expresses our values. So wild and crazy Bernie wants people not to be in debt because we allowed a lot of private as well as public institutions to charge too much money mm -hmm. for education because we told people that it was really important for them to get educated so that we could continue to have a democracy with an educated electorate, but also so they could get a job. So you're saying that uh, he's he's more in tune with where most people in this country are. Uh, it's just that he's being uh, defined as a radical to use it against him. Do you agree? Absolutely. A, a lot of conversations I have with friends who are afraid of him are, uh, let's think about FDR. Let's think about all of these infrastructure things that were put together in our society. Folks were given jobs at a difficult time that created a structure that allowed for the middle class to grow in this society. And that's really what Bernie's about. It's, it's not Fidel Castro, as, you know, many of my Cuban friends are freaking out about. Um, it's more Norway. You know, let's actually have a real nuanced conversation about what democratic socialism is rather than just freak out. And actually, one other thing I want to talk about. So um, going back to our mayor, Lori Lightfoot. Lori Lightfoot has put, whether you like what she's doing or not on any given day, she has put tremendous people into positions in our government. You know, Angela Herlock, who I've had the honor of working with, who's the head of the Claritians uh, community organization that does uh, housing, affordable housing development, is the chair of the board of the CHA. I have never known to have somebody of that ilk in that position. Marisa Novara is the head of economic uh, of housing for the city of Chicago. Oh my God. This woman is an extraordinary person. Teresa Cordova is the head of the Plan Commission, who is the director of the UIC Great Cities Institute. Um, I could just go on. There's just numerous human beings who are in policy positions and they were all women, by the way. All friends I of just, mine, too. Yay. Yes. Uh, that, you know, to me, Bernie Sanders, 
I believe, is going to put a whole bunch of really smart policy people in positions, and they will then undo some of the horrific things that's been have been done over the last four so years. So you're saying that, in your opinion, Bernie Sanders would bring into the same type of people uh, that Lori Lightfoot has brought into government. Absolutely. Is that what you're uh, Absolutely. And, and Lori Lightfoot, momentarily, I don't know where she stands on it now, she doesn't call me up and keep me up to date on it, was uh, toying with the notion of endorsing Michael Bloomberg. Uh, and that story was, she put that out there for a while and it's kind of disappeared. So I don't know where her, her mind is at. I don't know if she'll endorse anybody. You know, it's possible that she'll just stay yeah. neutral. Uh, that's what most politicians do. They stay neutral in these things. Or but not. she's not most she's politicians. Not, wait, come on. She's not running for office right now, which yes. is uh, the difference. So, uh, but she is uh, toying with the notion of uh, endorsing Michael Bloomberg. I'm going to flip the question now. If Michael Bloomberg is the Democratic nominee. We heard Rom talking about, you know, how it'll mean utter catastrophe for the Democrats, in his humble opinion, if Bernie Sanders is the head of it. What do you think the impact will be for the Democrats if Michael Bloomberg is the head of the ticket? Um, I want to say right now, whomever becomes the nominee I am going to give them as much money as I can. I'm going to go to as many states as I need to. I will do whatever it takes to get rid of the person we call president today. So I think it's irrelevant in the sense that, will I like Michael Bloomberg? No, he is pro-charter school. I am pro-public school. He has enough NDA, what do you call these things? Non-disclosure agreements. Then I have fingers evidently i mean i we don't have the same shared values in many ways um i don't believe but we do share one thing michael bloomberg and i share we don't want donald trump to be president any longer and i'm sure michael bloomberg or klobuchar or Buttigieg or let's see can i name all of them left or elizabeth warren you know or uh uh, Tommy Tom Steyer. Tom Steyer. Um, you know, I'd be fine with any of them becoming president because Donald Trump wouldn't be president. And I do believe that they all have good values. We have really smart, really educated, really uh, amazingly white candidates for president, <laughs> I want to point out, <laughs> though we have a couple of women thrown in there still. I... Um, so it's not like the earth is going to, you know, become flat. Um, it's not like everything will become a catastrophe because they will all have to spend so much time just getting the EPA back into shape. Yep. So I'm going to come at this from a slightly different um, point of view. I've been thinking a lot about this because my Facebook feed is full of people who say never Bloomberg and who probably won't vote for Bloomberg. Um, Time out, won't vote for him in the Democratic primary, won't vote for him if he's the head of the ticket. Yes, absolutely. And it's black and brown people. And and so, well, but I think you have to listen and and ask why. So what I've decided is I will vote for Bloomberg because I'm definitely convinced that he will not accidentally blow up the world. I do think Trump may any moment still accidentally blow up the world. I actually don't think that will happen under Bloomberg. However... I, I think it's important to listen to the pain of people who are saying, I wouldn't even vote for Bloomberg. And I think what that says is our pain is so great that we're willing to let all of y'all keep feeling the pain of Trump until you understand how much pain we're in. 
So you're not yes. hearing what it is to be a black man walking down the street getting stopped and frisked. You're not hearing what it is for us as immigrants. And so for me, it calls us to really listen mm -hmm. and, and to think about how important it is for all those people who are saying, oh my God, the world is gonna end if you vote for Bernie. Well, you know what? You don't wanna vote for Bernie. Mm -hmm. I don't wanna vote for Bloomberg. Mm -hmm. Like we said earlier, you're gonna have to come over on my side Mm -hmm. and be scared because I'm in enough pain that I will not vote for well, so it so, mm -hmm. ch so Charles Blow from the New York Times wrote a fabulous column about um, Bloomberg, and he said adamantly, and he is really my favorite columnist, he said, anybody who votes for this man, do not ever talk to me again. So I get it. This guy is a bad guy in a whole lot of ways, and stop and frisk horrifying, horrifying policy, unforgivable. And I don't like the idea of giving the presidency to some guy who spends $2 billion on buying our five. I mean, like, <laughs> this is so obscene. Well, why not use that money to help somebody else? That's and by what, the way, right. if you're gonna run, run as a Republican. Like, take him out as a Republican. Right. And then let us get back to voting between a couple of things that are not the end. You know, of, that, you is know. A, that is a very good point. Let's just pause to think about it. That is an excellent point. I hadn't thought about that. Had Bloomberg entered the race as Republican, committed to spending $5 billion, I don't know if he could have defeated Donald Trump, but the reality is- He could have messed him up. He could have messed him up. Mortally damaged him. You know, right. And, near, and near. forced Donald Trump to yeah. take a, extreme positions that he wouldn't want to take. Yeah. Uh, if, if ultimately, Michael Bloomberg's attitude is, I'm in this to defeat Donald Trump, he probably could have done a, a better job of it running in the Republican primary. Right. So, so the think, question is, is he trying to take out Trump or is he trying to take out Bernie? You know, that keeps coming up. Is Bloomberg really about taking out Trump? But or, it, or is he really a tool of those who need us to be so afraid of Bernie that we have to vote for and the And what do you think? Uh, hard to say, but I think if he was really committed to taking out Trump, he could have done that. No, he would have done what Joe Walsh did. Joe Walsh was the right-wing congressman. Uh, I think he served a term here in the Chicago area, talk show host. Uh, he ran against Trump briefly, got clobbered. He had no money, no visibility. But so he said he would vote for Bernie yes, over Yes, he did. Trump. He yes. said, I'll take a socialist over an authoritarian anytime. And uh, But Michael Bloomberg would have been a serious threat to Donald John Trump. Just imagine if all those commercials against uh, Trump were being aired as a Republican running against a Republican primary. That's right. Uh, no, I don't disagree. I'm just going to say this to all the people I work with who are of color. I'm sorry. I think that Michael Bloomberg is a terrible person for what he did. But if he is the candidate, if we cannot, if, if we can't stop that train for whatever reason, and he is the candidate against Donald Trump, I will be mortified if it's because people of whatever persuasion or age group or class, they sit it out, then shame on them. All right, I'm gonna point this out uh, that uh, we have a debate coming out tonight. Uh, Michael Bloomberg is uh, really gonna make his stand. Uh, we'll get into that, uh, we'll take a break, we'll get into that, but I'm gonna just tell you this. I'm listening to you. It's not just people of color. 
I said any persuasion. Yeah. A lot of people that I know, uh, white people mm-hmm. who are lefties, don't want anything to do with Michael Bloomberg. I get and that. And the attitude that's embedded in what Rahm Emanuel said on that show, utter freaking disdain. This is the typical Democratic Party's attitude about right. its base. Shut up. Right. Fall in line. Do what we tell you. That's We're right. going to ignore what you say yep. every step of the way. And that... I don't know what makes them think that's a success. They've created a massive game of chicken among Democrats. So you better vote for our guy. And if you don't, the world's going to end. And and Bernie, you know, Bernie folks don't vote for Bloomberg. I that's the fault of the the neoliberal Democrats. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk about what to expect in uh, tonight's debate. Maybe I'll ask Mark Sims to dust off his podcasting skills and ask a question of Lori Glenn and Juanita. We'll be right back after this. Read the Chicago Reader to get up to speed on what's what in Chicago. Culture. Food. Arts and entertainment. Weekly concert listings. Weekly event listings. The environment. Travel. I can continue, but you get the point. And for all of you Chicago political junkies, raw weekly columns on real city politics from Maya Dukmasova and our very own Ben Jarofsky. The Chicago Reader. Free to the public in newsstands throughout the city and online at chicagoreader.com. Read it now and be a more informed Chicagoan. I've seen a whole lot of catfish, some turtles. Uh, no gators yet, though. At Chicago Land Cremation Options, we are committed to listening, educating, and guiding your family through the cremation process. Whether it is time of death or when planning your wishes for the future, Chicago Land Cremation Options can accommodate you at an affordable price and with great dignity. Avoid funeral home costs with direct access to a crematory for a cremation. Chicagoland Cremation Options, just south of O'Hare, five minutes west of Chicago. It's a family-owned business and operated by my good friend, Douglas Klein. Visit it at ChicagolandCremationOptions.com. One more time, ChicagolandCremationOptions.com. Welcome back to the Ben Jarofsky Show. Mr. Jarofsky, take us home. Love that song. I haven't heard it in a while. Can I do the bit? Can what, I do the bit? What bit? You know the bit when I hear this song? <laughs> Please. I think you're going to do it anyway. Not only is Lori Glenn an outstanding publicist, not only is uh, Juanita Irizarry <laughs> a brilliant strategist and environmentalist, but... They are also one hell of a keyboard artist. They're playing the keyboard right now. <laughs> anyway, I haven't done that bit in a while. At least a week. Uh, before we uh, bring Mark Sims uh, back on to close out the show and have a little uh, discuss, Mark's got some questions he wants to ask Lori and, and Juanita. D, you got an update for me? Absolutely. We got two more pieces of audio to play from Sunday's what I call Fright and Boomer Party that happened on ABC oh, on Sunday. Oh. When Rahm Emanuel visited ABC this week's with George Stephanopoulos whatever his name is. Uh, he had Chris Christie with him as uh, well as uh, a lady. One Bernie supporter was there. And uh, so we got two more clips to play. Let's play those. Oh, my goodness. We got that song going on here. But just ignore that because here's the clip. 
Listen to what you're hearing. This is someone who is getting votes from the base of the Democratic Party. Bernie Sanders is who I'm talking about. And the establishment is trying to figure out how to not give him the nomination. This is not what parties are supposed to do. If he gets the votes from your delegates, he should be no, the nominator. No, no, isn't that exactly what he did four years ago against yeah, Hillary Clinton? Sure did. Well, well, let's be clear. Sure did. That's exactly what he did. No, it's not what he did. Clinton had the you most votes. History for 200. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened. Hillary okay? Clinton had the most votes, and Bernie went in there into That's the convention right. and caused mayhem, yeah. had his people boo people at the convention and he was a sore loser last time now he's saying to everybody well I'm ahead so everybody come together behind me right. guess what if he had done that four years ago there'd be a lot more people willing to do it no one's be willing to do but that now. it was a different change we're talking about oh, not letting that was then this is we're, now. No, we're talking about not letting this super is your delegates. change we're talking about not letting super delegates over the will right the will of the people the people's Bernie will Sanders. was not expressed you are right about one thing and that is that he is amassing the delegates and getting more delegates than anybody else. What we're saying, just is, th this is fraught with political risk that has never been tried since 1992. And that we have to be smart about it, open-minded. This, you are right, he is amassing the delegates, but the rules that are written today, the last time this happened, I remember Richard J. Daley took uh, Speaker Albert off the podium, put young Congressman Dan Rostikowski up there because he couldn't get the place together. Rahm Emanuel and his good pal, Chris Christie. Just so you guys know, that was Chris Christie. It was the uh, George Stephanopoulos show. Mm -hmm. And so their idea of a balanced pal uh, panel is to have Chris Christie, Rahm Emanuel, some Republican woman whose name I can't remember, and one Democrat, Yvette Simpson. So I don't even know if she's endorsed Bernie, but she's the one Democrat up there. So they kind of tag team her. Uh, Chris Christie and Rahm basically shame the, share the same worldview, their pals. Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, I completely disagree with everything. Chris Christie's rendition of history, big surprise, I disagree with him. Uh, I lived through that 2016 uh, convention, and right at the start of it, what Chris Christie managed to avoid uh, mentioning is that uh, Putin's hackers hacked into Hillary Clinton's emails and dispersed those emails on the eve of the convention, benefiting Trump his candidate, Chris Christie's candidate, doesn't mention any of that. So it's like Bernie's the sore loser. <laughs> he turned, he turns Trump and and Trump's pal Putin hacking into Democratic uh, emails into Bernie is the sore loser, and his and his good friend Rom is nodding his head like the like the Republican puppet it is. That's my rendition of things. Do either of you want to join in and give your thoughts on that bit? Um. I just don't care about it. I just can't even listen. I just really, all I care about is Donald Trump is the president of the United States. Like putting those words together even is so horrifying and everything he's done and what they worry about. Oh, I know, Chris Christie. I remember, didn't he have to leave office because of this really uh, nasty thing he did Corruption on the bridges, corruption, corruption bridges. scandal. And yeah. Rahm Emanuel, wasn't he the mayor who got unvoted out before he ever even ran? Yeah. 16 so shots. 16 shots and he held back all that so he could be, you know, Chewy Garcia. So I want to say, I don't care what these guys think. I want to go back to the fact that what I care about is what the American public thinks. And right now, the American public and the Democratic Party of the people who are voting in the Democratic Party, they're voting, whether any of these guys like it, clearly for Bernie Sanders. Mm -hmm. So they have options. There is, there are several conservative 
moderate options and they are not taking off. And I don't, I'm just kind of wondering, it's not about like some foreign country influencing these people. It's not about like they're spending billions of dollars on ads because Bernie doesn't have that kind of money. You know, again, I go back to it's a generational shift that's happening within the Democratic Party. It's been going on for a while. And let us remember how the Democratic Party totally rat fucked Bernie four years ago. That's what they did. Remember Deborah, what was her name? Wasserman Schultz. Wasserman Schultz, uh, a member of my tribe. How embarrassing that she sent out those emails. I mean, her emails were hacked and we saw just what a lovely woman she was and all that she did to just try and destroy uh, Bernie's campaign. So I don't care about that insider baseball as much as I care about seeing. I want to know if Bernie can turn people out and I care about the Electoral College. Mm. All right. Uh, do you have a, a comment to I make? I want to get to his All right. Mark Sims, uh, he hosts a show called Just a Few Questions, and he's got a few questions. Now, i got to do some research on the on the word, uh, these words. Where can people Rat. find your Where can people find your podcast, YouTube. by the Just way? Just type it in. Just a few questions, YouTube. There you you'll go. find me. Type it in, you'll Rat find him. Rat fuck. That was, i got to redo some research. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Told you she uh, wouldn't was good. keep it now clean. I was like, whoa, I'm sorry, man. I can't How help How am I beat that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm man, sorry. buddy, i got to do some, you do a Wikipedia on that one. Ladies, how, how do you convince someone, how do you talk to someone who says that should be voting in the Democratic primary and voting for a Democrat when they say, listen here, hey, I survived three and a half years of Trump. I could do another four and a half. My life ain't going to change. Juanita, you want to start? You know, this is actually really deeply emotional for me. Um, I'm a light-skinned half Puerto Rican who lives in this world with tons of privilege. My mom's side of the family came over on the Mayflower. I pass wherever I go, right? But my husband and I are getting ready to take a road trip to Florida, and we think about mapping out motels that are owned by people of color because we get nervous in this environment about what places we want to stop and stay. And we pass, you know? Imagine people who really are at risk. We were both born in the United States. You know, we do not have a lot to be afraid of. And if we're scared, imagine how my darker skinned neighbors are scared. And let me, let me add, no, you know, my mother, who voted for Trump and to this day supports Trump, probably is going to have to move into my basement because Trump is going to keep cutting her food stamps. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, and so I'm going to have to deal with this woman living in my house because she's voting for the guy who thinks she shouldn't, as a senior, be able to eat and pay her rent. Right. So don't tell me that this doesn't make a difference in my life, even fancy education, light skin, privileged person that I am. The, the last thing is my husband's family is from the Dominican Republic on one side. And we have literally had conversations with friends about how we're all going to move back to the Dominican Republic together if we have to. That's how ugly living in this country is for people of color. 
So I'm really pro-choice. I've had more than one abortion in my life, and I am not ashamed of it whatsoever. It was my choice as a woman to do this. And at this point, at 61, that ain't happening, I don't think, anymore. That would be immaculate conception. (laughs) So as far as I'm concerned, though, the most important thing that can possibly happen is that a woman have agency over her body. Now, as much as I want uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg to live forever, that is not going to happen, though I wish you would, and if you did, I would so be happy. But I do know that if Donald Trump becomes uh, president again, he gets reelected, he will completely uh, reshape the face of the U.S. Supreme Court. I was just listening to BEZ the other night about what when that happened previously under the Berger court after there had been a liberal court. And those women who are uh, pro-choice in our country and those young women who um will no longer have the same agency over their body, period. It will change. For years to come, they will make abortion illegal. Secondly, I've said this story before. Um, you know, I asked my mother when I was a child, so what did you do when the Japanese, I keep hitting the table, sorry. <laughs> thump, thump, thump. I, sorry, I'm feeling a little nervous today. So what do you do? What did you do when the Japanese were interned? And she goes, oh, I was a little girl. I'm like, really? So what did your mom do? What did my grandmother do? And of course, they did nothing. So there are all sorts of people who uh, have brown skin right now who are in cages at the border. Basically, we, we have our own little concentration camps at the border right now. And I wake up actually and I go, I live in my really nice little house apartment and my nice little life on the near north side of Chicago. And I'm horrified that I've actually not specifically done something about that. But those people's lives devastated. And the foreign policies that we are encouraging um, and what's happening in South America uh, will definitely impact our lives. And I fundamentally believe that our democracy is deeply, deeply at risk. And for those people who actually believe that freedom of speech is important, for those people that believe in human rights, for those people that believe in justice and think that's just a given, watch that slip away. You got to follow up. How can I follow that? (laughs) It was a good riff. It really was. Mark Sims, he's too uh, shy to say it. M-A-R-C-S-I-M-S. Just a few questions. You can find it on YouTube. I've been a guest on the show. Dennis has been a guest on the show. I got news for you, Lori Glenn and Juanita. He's going to call you. It's what he does. I know his game plan. We're in trouble now. And he asks follow uh, great follow-up questions. And he's got a great show. I'm just going to sing Mark's praise. He's got a great show. So while you're hearing uh, the interview, he's got a montage that plays. He's much better at computers than I am, Lori and Juanita. And so it'll be like, you'll see pictures of yourself. I'm like, how do you get those pictures? Because he's Mark Sims, man. Facebook, all right. Anyway, thank you very much, Mark. Also want to thank Lori Glenn, Juanita Irizarry. Any last things you want to promote before I let you out the door? 
Well, you know, I've been talking about the Partnership for Safe and Peaceful Communities, the 40 plus foundations that have been collaborating and coordinating their anti-violence public safety efforts since 2016. And they have been highlighting the work of Communities Partnering for Peace, which is in 22 neighborhoods, 15 organizations, the ground game, anti-violence ground game in Chicago, in partnership with uh, Ready Chicago that's addressing uh, the uh, six uh holistic needs of uh people in the community and to help them get jobs and placed as well as Red cred chicago cred uh that arnie duncan and emerson collective has funded and they together are going to be launching peace week 2020 the first week of june um, mayor lightfoot we are very grateful is going to be the honorary chair and this is going to become a really big deal actually in uh chicago and in the country so we started out with the One Earth Film Festival and Lakeshore Erosion. So let's go back to the Earth. 50th anniversary of Global Earth Day is this year on April 22nd. Mm. Friends of the Parks centers the cleanup of Chicago parks all over the city as part of Earth Day celebrations. And this year that's on April 18th. We do that with the Park District, with the Forest Preserves and another a number of other folks. And we have a deadline of March 20th for folks who want to sign up their park to be a site captain. You have to have somebody take ownership of the park before we can start getting volunteers plugged into those parks. So go to earthdaychicago.com and sign up your favorite park. If your park is already signed up, then you can sign up as a volunteer. We should fun doing a show about that. Favorite parks in the city of Chicago. Get Mark Sims thoughts on that. He's born and raised in the city of Chicago. I uh, want to thank uh, Juanita Irizarry, Lori Glenn, Mark Sims, uh, Maya Dukmasova. She was here earlier. And of course, the man, the myth. Dukmasova. Dukmasova. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, the pride of joy at Alton, Illinois. And you know, Juanita, what they call him back home in Alton? White Lightning. Give yourself a raise. You take go. it out of petty cash. See you tomorrow, everybody. It's Dennis. And remember, you can download previous Ben Jarofsky shows and guests and Benny J bonus interviews at both Chicago Sun-Times and Chicago Reader websites and wherever else you download your favorite podcasts. Downloaders, you know we live stream this program, right? It's true. Tuesdays through Fridays, 1 until 3 p.m. Central Time at both Chicago Sun-Times and Chicago Reader websites and the Chicago Sun-Times YouTube channel. Join that Sun-Times YouTube channel and you can join the live stream chat. Yes, hang out with Ricky, Jeff, Brianna, Jay Marie, Juan, a few trolls. It's fun. We'll see you tomorrow. And for the record, I love puppies. That's correct.